Don't even let it bother you. Nah. He's against rat under pressure. Ain't nobody stopping me. We're going full steam ahead. Yo, I'm stressed out. No time to rest, pal. Don't put the vest down. I'm trying to do my best so I don't end up like the rest. And yo, guess how? I'm asking this flow. I'm passing this row. Stashing the dope, blasting that poke. The passenger know. You never ever thought I'd be a pro like this. And then he got up off the table. Boss is clapping in Manhattan full of like Jacqueline Hot. And now I'm... All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the one and only Fan in the Van podcast time. And the super wild card weekend was wild at that. Um, You know, listen, Houston did on my birthday what I needed Houston to do. And that was not only just beat the Cleveland Browns, um, C.J. Stroud and that defense decimated that Browns team. So for everybody who still is on PFF's fucking dick that thinks Miles Garrett is Defensive Player of the Year, yeah, they came out with a new award. It's called Disappearing Player of the Year uh, because yeah, he didn't show up. Uh, he did nothing. Uh, that other guy, uh, J.O.K., I'm not going to pronounce his whole name because it's so long and I'm going to butcher the shit out of it. Uh, that was your Defensive Player of the Game because uh, that guy played with more heart and created more pressure than Miles Garrett did, that's for sure. C.J. Stroud in this game did two things. One, he did the same exact thing against the number one ranked defense in the NFL that he did against the number one ranked defense in college. So for those who remember C.J. Stroud's Ohio State days, uh, last year, preferably, when he decimated Georgia... He pretty much did the same exact thing to Cleveland yes, uh, on Saturday. So the other thing he also did was he made the Houston Texans forget who the hell Deshaun Watson even was or is as far as that franchise goes. And the fact that Deshaun Watson's on the sideline for this game, the fact that he's standing there and there's a picture with him next to C.J. Stroud and he don't look too happy... Yeah, I wouldn't look too happy either, Deshaun, because this kid came in year one, set records, and wiped you from the memory banks the way the NCAA does victories after a team gets caught cheating. Okay? Kind of like what's probably going to happen in Michigan, which is why Harbaugh is so hell-bent on getting the hell out and why J.J. McCarthy's going into the fucking draft. I mean, come on. And, 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 and along with uh, Blake... Uh, Corbin, whatever his name is, the the uh, the uh, the star running back out of Michigan, but then you get to the Saturday night game, which was why am I drawing a blank here? Hold on, what the fuck? I'm I'm drawing a blank to what the Saturday game was. Hold on one second here. That was oh yeah, Dolphins Chiefs. And, you know, everybody bitched that, you know, if you didn't have Peacock, you know, you'd have to download it. You have to pay for it. You have to, you know, all this nonsense. But yet, somehow, 23 million people watched it on Peacock. And I know a lot of people have Peacock because if they're into pro wrestling, there's a lot of things on Peacock. WWE only puts on there. If you're into soccer, there's a lot of the matchups that are only on Peacock. Uh, if you're into certain TV shows that are only on Peacock, that's the only place. So you, you in essence, already had it, so it's not a big deal. 
But to those who had to 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 you know to to buy the app then and there to watch one game, that's great. The twenty three million people watched it on Peacock. How many canceled it right after that when they did the five ninety nine deal or six ninety nine, whatever it was? But the NFL has proven again in two games that the rules apply to some and not to all. In the Chief one, first off, Miami, when Patrick Mahomes is running at you, why don't you try tackling his ass? That's one. Um, You could tell that the winds and the temperatures really affected this game because there was passes Mahomes would make that he couldn't make in this game because, you you know, just because the wind's swirling down there and, and, and anything else. But when Mahomes' helmet cracks, which, by the way, he initiates helmet-to-helmet contact. So is he going to get fined the way these running backs have been getting excessively fined all year? I'm waiting to see that one. And I'm sure, as usual, every time I say something, it comes out a day or two later. After I upload a new episode, it'll come out, and people be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 here it is. They find them, blah, 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 whatever it is. But then his helmet cracks, which is something you rarely see. That's how cold it is that... Helmet-to-helmet contact can make his helmet shatter in one spot like that. But now here's the other thing that comes into play. You're supposed to burn it. You you have to call a timeout there. The player has to come off the field for player safety and has to sit out at least one play. Well, no, because it's Patrick Mahomes. It is what the NFL does. Let's stop the game clock. Let's stop the play clock. Let's just stop the world because poor little Patty Poo, okay, Helmet cracked, and we have to get him a new one right away, but let's take up time in the game to do so. Now, for everybody to bitch and complain that that's the sole reason why the Chiefs lost, no. The Chiefs lost because, well, why the Dolphins lost, I should say. Why the Dolphins lost is, had they done what they were supposed to do, you would have been hosting a playoff game and not playing in negative 555 degree Antarctica fucking weather. Okay? But you didn't because you couldn't beat above 500 teams. And you are now 1-6 against 500 teams this year. And not only that, you're joining the likes of the Steelers and the Jaguars and the Browns and everybody else in Cancun. Just putting it out there. Okay, because we will get to the Steeler game. And there's a lot that could be said in that. Um, But the Chiefs did what the Chiefs were supposed to do. They went out. Listen, they're used to playing in those, in, in, in those conditions. They're used to it. But now Patrick Mahomes is being asked to do something he's never done. He now has to go to Buffalo, which is what the NFL, what a lot of people are going to tell you this is what the NFL wanted. They wanted the rematch, Kansas City versus, versus Buffalo, and it, it doesn't matter at what cost we're getting it. Yeah. <sighs> If you're one of those that wants to solely blame the referees, then that's fine. Then you can run with that. That's all That's all well and good. You can run with that. But if you're a realist and know how the game of football is really played, yeah, officiating sucks, but officials don't make you do certain things throughout the game like commit dumb penalties or throw interceptions or fumble the football. No, the players, in fact, impact that part of the game. Uh but, you know, now you have that matchup. And now it's 
you know, it's pretty much the rematch of the game that made the NFL change the overtime rule because the Bills whined and cried. And I guess in essence, when Josh Allen whines and cries, he gets what he wants because we seen that in the Steeler Bill game yesterday with a certain hit on Josh Allen, which two things with Josh Allen happened yesterday, which one I thought was a banned move. And I could have sworn you're not allowed to do this, but I guess apparently if you're Josh Allen, you're allowed to do this. I don't know. Uh, with the whole fake slide on the 52-yard TD catch. But by the way, maybe you should try fucking tackling them and such things wouldn't happen. Um, but there was a hit on Josh Allen in this game that they called, you know, that they called unnecessary roughness on. But look at what's been happening to Justin Fields all year long. Every time there's a late hit on him after he gives himself up. Including like the last game of the year where it happens. And they don't call it. So kind of like your defensive player of the year awards. And, and, and all these other awards where it's based on popularity and politics. Some people will tell you that penalties are starting to get called like that. Kind of seems, I don't want to have to kind of agree with it, but I can maybe understand it when one quarterback doesn't get that call all year and Josh Allen has his period on the field and he gets it. I can maybe get that. Uh, but, but regardless of that fact, you listen, it's the fucking NFL. This is what's going to happen. Get used to it. Officiating's going to suck. They're not going to fix it. Because if they were, they would have already. They would have made it. They, they would have made changes to certain things. They're not going to do it. So get used to it. Uh, and of course, playoff Dak shows up again. And God, I wish I picked the Packers, but I didn't. But whatever. Uh, now the interesting question is, if if you're a Cowboys fan that listens, how do you put up with Mike McCarthy anymore as your head coach. If you're Jerry Jones and you decide to stick with Mike McCarthy, this is what he's telling you, the Cowboy fan. And if he gives Dak Prescott a huge friggin' extension, which is more than Mahomes, this is also what Jerry Jones is telling you. He's fine with mediocrity and is fine with burning money. Because there's no way, don't get me wrong, Dak's a good Dak's a decent NFL quarterback. Okay. Um, but is he the guy that gets you to where you need to be? He's proven he's not. Because it's been one and done, whether it's wild card rounds or if they win the division and they and you know, and they're the number one seed and they can't get out of the divisional round. I mean, this has been proven time and time again. He's not the guy. So why are you going to keep giving him the extensions? I will commend... I will commend Dak for this. He said, if Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, then so should I. I'll commend Dak for that. That I will. Because he's right. Because if Mike McCarthy's going to be on the hot seat, so do you. His coaching and your execution of play go hand in hand. And Mike McCarthy's calling the offense. Dak's merely running it. But it's Dak's job to complete the passes to wide receivers, not to Jair Alexander. 
Not to Darnell Savage for a pick six. That's not your job. Your job is to get it to Lamb. Your job is to get it to Cooks. Your job is to get it to Gallup and Ferguson and Shoemaker and whoever the fuck else you're supposed to throw to. And just and 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 before that game, excuse me. And before that game, reading that it was going to be an extension upwards of sixty million annual salary for what? For what? One and dones. I, I, you know, I get he had under 10 interceptions this year. And like we said on Steel and Teal, you know, we, we openly admitted that we were wrong because that's what a real man does. Um, but I'm not paying you $60 million. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm not even bringing in Bill Belichick because that's going to be a nightmare in the making. Because you think Bill's going to come to a team where he's just going to be the coach and have no say? And work for a dictator that is Jerry Jones? No. That's why Atlanta is the better fit because Arthur Blank will be like, hey, you want to be the coach, GM, scout, this, this, that? There you go. Here's a blank check. Put whatever you want and uh, go do what you got to do, Bill. (laughs) That's what he's going to do. Because if Bill Belichick were to go to Dallas... And doesn't win in Dallas. To me it tarnishes the legacy that is Bill Belichick. You know we could say that Bill needed Tom. All we want. But when Bill had Tom. Was when Bill was the most successful. You can cut out the Charger job. Because I think that's as good as Harbaugh's at at, at this point. They're probably just going to. They're probably just going through the formalities of interviewing everybody else. And then it'd be like, okay, yeah, well, we interviewed this guy and this guy, but we always knew it was Jim Harbaugh. We always knew. Whatever. That's ownership's choice. That's who, that, that's who they want. That's who they want. I think Bill would have been the better choice working with a guy like Justin Herbert because he could implement his system with Justin a lot better than maybe he can with whatever the fuck they're going to have down there in Atlanta because Tyler Henneke's not the guy. And Desmond Ritter... Ain't the guy. He's shown you flashes. But there's no consistency. Because if there was. Atlanta's playing Philly last night. Not Tampa. Which by the way. I said it. I said it Sunday. But yet I picked the Eagles. But I said it. So if you heard. The newest edition of Steel and Teal. I said Tampa would be the shocking. Surprise win of the weekend. Not only did they beat them, they fucking destroyed, destroyed them. And now that for for everybody who's a who who, who wants to tush push band, and how do you stop it? Go watch the two point conversion. Go watch it, because Tampa stopped it. So if Tampa could stop it. So can anybody else. Tampa gave you the blueprint in one in one play how you stop it. They gave it to you. They said, here on national TV, you guys want to keep complaining about it? Here's how we're going to stop it. And that's what they did. Now, does Tampa get past Detroit? I don't fucking think so. Because Sunday night's game lived up to every bit of the hype. Goff versus 
Stafford. I understand. Listen, you know, people complaining that the Lions fans were booing Stafford. He's the visitor coming in. I mean, a lot of us said that if Ben went to another team and then came in, that we wouldn't boo him. Maybe in the regular season you don't because it's, you know, nothing's really on the line at that time, especially beginning of the year, maybe. But when your season's on the line and you're, it's, it, it's one game, you don't win, you're out. I hate to tell you. Listen, thanks for the fucking decade plus here in Detroit, but tonight I got to boo you, boy. I got to boo you. Sorry. Got to do it. You know, and the and you know in the NFL, you know Stafford gets cracked a few times. I don't think he knew where he was. Puka Nakua, I you know I guess the concussion protocol testing is where are you? You can say whopper 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 three times, and uh, you're good to go back in the fucking game. I I I, I mean I don't know, but Detroit hung on. McVeigh got out coached in the big spot by Dan Campbell, and that's that. That's that. But now we really don't have to discuss the Tampa game. We really don't because it it just it was as brutal as it was. Uh, I'm sure Aaron, at brutally honest, probably fucking planned on jumping off a fucking staircase balcony onto a onto a fucking coffee table at one point. Uh, if he if he didn't, he probably will do it after last night. Uh, but <laughs> the Steeler Bill game. Yeah, there were missed calls. Like the holding on George Pickens. Yeah, the fans throwing snowballs when Pickens was trying to attempt a touchdown catch in the end zone, which technically should have been a flag thrown there because they have said that in the past, where if the home team's fans are going to throw snowballs onto the field, the, the home team will get a, 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 um, a personal foul call thrown on them, whatever it is, and there'll be a 15-yard penalty assessed from where, you know from wherever the play occurred. Okay, which had they had done that would have put you in, would have put you at the goal line, but these aren't the reasons why we lost. And, and and Steeler fans on Twitter that are saying we lost because of the officials. You didn't watch the game the way the game's supposed to be watched. You watched what you wanted to watch. You perceive what you want to perceive, and this, and 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 this is the problem. Because you watch one version of the game, I watch the real game. And the real game told you everything you needed to know. That this team was not prepared. You cannot blame the day the 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 uh the whole changing of the day thing. You you can't blame that at all because regardless of any scenario that comes up, you have to be ready to adapt and overcome. Okay? People could sit there and say they should have started Kenny. Mason was the best bet out there. He's got the experience. That's what you ride with. He won three playoff games. And what I mean by that is three games to keep us in the playoff hunt during the regular season. Did did Mason make mistakes in this game? Yes. Did the official... Make Mason Rudolph throw an interception in the end zone where he shouldn't have thrown that ball. No, Mason made that mistake. Okay. The fact that 
Pat Fryermuth fumbles the ball, and then nobody knows what the hell they're calling there. Is that the official's fault? That's Fryermuth's fault for fumbling the ball. Same thing when Pickens does it. So the officials don't have an impact as that. Now, the call on Miles Jack to Josh Allen and him cry- and, and Josh Allen crying about it, well, there was a hit similar to that in the same game on Mason Rudolph that wasn't called. See, this is the problem with the officiating is that it's not consistent. If you're going to call it for one, then you have to continuously call it all game long. It's as simple as that. And they don't do that in the NFL. Like they called the holding one on Miles Jack when the ball was clear. I understand he was holding. I get it. And, and, and the holding call was the right call. But they were about to call it pass interference. And the ball was on the Bills' sideline. Near the fucking water jugs. And you're going to tell me they're about to call that? As pass interference? No. The Steelers being in the playoffs was like, for anybody who's seen the movie Clerks, and the Steelers are Dante. Okay? And it's like, I'm not even supposed to be, and Dante's famous line is, I'm not even supposed to be here today. That's what the Steelers were like in the playoffs. We, we're not supposed to be here today, but we're here. And then there's questions after this game. Who stays, who goes? Obviously, Mitch Trubisky can go. And Mason Cole can go. Cam Hayward's been asked, you know, is this it for you? And he says, it, you, know, it, you know, in the dream world, you know, I, I would love to still be here, but this season's been rough. And Cam Hayward, to me, has been the most underrated, underappreciated player for many years that I don't think he gets the credit that he duly deserves. Um, and he's like a seven-time All-Pro. I don't care about Pro Bowl selections because the Pro Bowl don't mean nothing. Three-time Walter Payton at a Man Year Award. You know, just anything he's been asked to do, he's done it. And if he retires, this, de- this defensive line takes a major blow. But you know what? Cam gave it all. He gave it all out there. He gave it all to to the fans, to the team, and to the game. He did. He did. There's no disputing that. Cam Hayward played the game the way the game was supposed to be played. Cam did it the right way. Those who want to shit on Cam Hayward, you're a fucking idiot. Um... You got that. Uh, do you do you ride with Kenny Pickett next year, or do you go and do the unthinkable and trade for Justin Fields? A lot of Steeler fans feel that if we bring Justin Fields in, everything's going to just change. No. Najee Harris said it best last night. There needs to be a cleaning of the house and more discipline from the coaches. And you wonder who he's talking about. Well, he's clearly talking about Tomlin. Did Tomlin, I guess, is lax on discipline when it comes to things. Although they could say they excessively fined George Pickens for his antics all year. 
that's all well and good. There's something that you know, you know, that was kept behind the scenes till yesterday. That's great. All well and good. And I don't, I don't blame Pickens for throwing a tirade on the sideline after the no holding call. I mean, the, I mean, the guy's making a football play and he's clearly being a tug on the jersey, and they call that. But then, you know, people want to also sit there. You want to talk about that Mink is a dirty player. How about McGovern's hit on Joey Porter? Bills don't. Bills fans don't want to discuss that one. And somebody put out that the Bills fans are pretty much Cleveland Browns fans, just with a better team because they're just as classless. Maybe, maybe, but nothing beats nothing beats the stupidity of the Cleveland Browns because we still live rent free in your heads. Because even after yesterday's loss, you still come out with shit from two, three years ago. And I said it best in this tweet that y'all need to shut the fuck up. Your franchise is done. And not not only in one 30-year span, in two 30-year spans. So in a combined 60 years you've been in the NFL, your franchise has done dick. But yet you, you run around on social media and you talk and you talk and you talk. When you have six Lombardis, when you walk into your facility, when you have legendary players like John Stallworth, Lynn Swan, Jerome Bettis, Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Rod Woodson, Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward, the list goes on. Terry Bradshaw, Mel Blunt, Mike Webster. I mean, I could keep going all fucking day if you want, Browns fans. I could keep going. And what have you had other than Jim Brown? And that's not a shot at Jim Brown. You're going to tell me Vinny Testaverde? <laughs> okay. you tell me Bernie Kosar? <sighs> Right. Oh, no, I forgot. I forgot. You guys are all on Miles' dick and think that he should be Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, wait. I forgot. Disappearing Player of the Year. Um, Which, by the way, even though he has a better pass win rate as far as QB rushes, TJ's probability of a sack is like 6% higher than Miles Garrett's. So, there you go, PFF. Uh, I just outstatted you again, just putting that out there. Uh, because, like I said the other day on Steel and Teal, Takeo Spikes was on somebody's podcast, and he said that this is now a popularity contest. It's a, it's a sports political thing when it comes to these awards that you could take stats and throw them out the window. But you can't do that because stats tell the player's story for that year. Whether it's the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, or the National Football League. And it tells you that right now in the NBA with Joel Embiid. Because before I left, they were showing 76er highlights. And they said that, you know, right now, Joel Embiid is a two-time defending scoring title champion in the NBA. But that you have to play a minimum of 65 games because that's what keeps you eligible for every award that you may possibly be involved in. And if that's something that Embiid his whole career, is, it's been hard for him to stay healthy. But when he's healthy, 
you see what Joel Embiid can do. And in the NFL, playing the positions that um that you know that a Micah Parsons plays, a, a TJ Watt, a Max Crosby. And, and and here's the other thing: the fact that and, and we discussed this Sunday too, the fact that, and even a little bit Friday night on Cigar and Sports, how Josh Allen put up Josh Allen Sr. in Jacksonville put up defensive player of the year caliber numbers. But nobody talks about him because he plays in Jacksonville. They all want to talk about the collapse in Jacksonville, but you don't want to talk about the positive that comes out of it and that Josh Allen has improved every year since being in this league and is only going to continue to progress and improve. Everybody wanted to put Tariq Hill and McCaffrey in the MVP discussion, but nobody talked about C.D. Lamb. Granted, he plays on America's hated team, one of them, but C.D. Lamb put up MVP-type numbers this year. But you don't put C.D. Lamb in the discussion because it's true. This is about popularity. It's about the hottest name out there. It's like the, the NFL has become like the like Hollywood and, 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 and the fashion world where whoever's popular today, that's who we're riding with. Like, oh my God, Vera Wang just put out an excellent two-piece. Oh my God, everything Vera touches is just gold. Meanwhile, half of what the fuck these people design looks like fucking dog shit. And that's exactly what Miles Garrett's been for six plus games. Dog shit. Miles Garrett had as much imp- impact on that game against the Texans than TJ had sitting on the bench. But yet you fucking cockknockers at PFF. And I don't think your ranking should matter in where the people really decide who wins the awards. Okay? Your ranking shouldn't mean dick. You guys would rank a bologna and cheese sandwich the number one sandwich of America. And it clearly isn't. But you would say it would. That it would be number one. That's what you guys would do. And that's why... Your ranking system is as pathetic as your sex lives. Okay? That's why you guys still live in your mommy's basements eating Swanson's TV dinners with the little chocolate cake in the last tray. Okay? That's that's what you fuck faces are. But now, before I take off, because now I have to throw rock salt outside, because yes, it is snowing in New York, probably the first time ever, in a long time where we actually have more than just a flurry. Well, it's not really snowing that bad, but whatever. Like I'm already getting texts from people work. Oh, I'm sliding. I don't know if I'm going to make it in. It's literally not enough snow on the ground to make that happen. But regardless. So now we get to the divisional round. Saturday's got Saturday and Sunday. You, you have four big matchups. Can CJ Stroud do the unthinkable against the Ravens? This is a tough task for Houston. I'm going to say it is because Houston is not it is not the complete team that Baltimore is. But we have seen Baltimore choke in the big game before. And that's not a knock at Lamar. It's not a knock on the Ravens. It's just it, it has happened. It, it's part of their history. It's part of Lamar's history. They have choked in the big one. Ravens fans could agree. They will. 
I know one that will agree. They'll agree that they choked and not have to put excuses out there. Okay? Um, this is a tough task. I mean, you have you have CJ Stroud, the rookie phenom, going up against a guy on a mission to prove that he's the end-all, be-all, you know, and that he could take this Raven team to the Super Bowl and win it, and he's proving that I'm worth every penny of this deal you gave me, Ravens ownership. And I'm doing it with or without Mark Andrews, who may be back for this game. He may be back. And if that's the case, and Lamar has all his weapons, including weapons he's made and Isaiah Likely, ah, this is going to be a long day for Houston, I think. But Houston's proven us wrong in the past. I think this, I think this is closer than, than, than people are going to make it out to be. I, you can't sleep on Houston. Not this year, you can't. If Houston does the unthinkable, and beats Baltimore. Dare I say it now. Give me a Texans-Lions Super Bowl. Give it to me. Give it to me. Because imagine being the Texans. And you have the offensive rookie of the year in C.J. Stroud. And you can make the case for Puka Nakua. You definitely can. I think you might have Coe in this. Because I think it's hard to pick one. One throws, one catches, and both have put up dominant numbers that I don't see how you pick one or the other. I think you just got to give them both. I think that's the fairest thing to do. But give me give, give me a Texans line Super Bowl because this will prove what we've been saying that D'Amico Ryans deserves to be coach of the year. If he could take this team... And what should have been a rebuild for three to four years that every, that we've all said takes time to rebuild? You can thank Cleveland for this turnaround. And you're probably scratching your head. And, and those who know, know why I just said that. Because when Houston traded Watson away and recouped all those draft picks, they turned it into Tank Dell. They turned it into Kenyon Green. They turned it into fucking Will Anderson. They turned it into I, Christian Woods or Harris, whatever his last name is. They, it turned into that. Look at everybody they got through the draft that has had an impact on this Texans team this year. The emergence of Nico Collins. Before this year, nobody even knew who the fuck Nico Collins was. I didn't even know there was a Nico Collins in the NFL. But here he is. He's arrived. And Detroit, listen, their fans showed true emotion. I mean, talk about a franchise that deserved a playoff win. They did it. They showed up in the biggest spot, and they won. Something Cleveland couldn't do. So, I don't know what to tell you, but that's what that is. Um, obviously, you have Buccaneers-Lions. I don't see, I just don't see how Tampa gets past Detroit. I don't see it. 
I don't see it. Niners, Packers, I think Jordan Love is going to keep this game close. I wouldn't expect the Niners to just steamroll past Green Bay. I think the Niners will pull it out. But Green Bay will put up one hell of a fight. And then Chiefs, Bills... I don't know because the Bills have you have a two tight end set in in Buffalo that can't be stopped with Kincaid and Dawson Knox. The emergence of James Cook in the run game. Granted, the Chiefs have Isaiah Pacheco. Good luck tackling him. Uh, I don't know. That's going to be a close one. But even if the Bills, whether the Bills manage to win this game or not. And you'd have to go up against the Ravens. You got to go to Baltimore. You're not winning in Baltimore. You're not doing it. If Houston had to come to Buffalo, we've seen the Bills have the big letdown game in the big spot. Last night I said it. Josh Allen and this Bills team remind me of the 90s Bills team where they could get you there. But they can't win it. And that's not a knock on Jim Kelly and and his Hall of Fame career. But Jim Kelly was the quarterback who got the Bills with Thurman Thomas and 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 you know and and Don Beebe and all them, right? Where they got the four straight and couldn't win any of them. That's what this Bills team is. That's what Josh Allen's gonna go down for being known as. The guy that could Almost gets you there. The guy that can get you there. But the guy that can't win there. He'll also be known as the guy where the rules need to be changed for him. Because we don't need this change in the overtime rule. But we have that because of Josh Allen. Okay? For a guy built like Josh Allen, he acts like the world's biggest bitch. Sorry. But he does. Uh... You know, and then a lot of, I got, I I woke up this morning and I seen a message in my inbox on Twitter. How did I feel about Mike Tomlin walking off after Brooke Pryor asked, you know, so what comes of your career after this? You know, you have one year left on your contract and he walked off. If I got asked the same question every fucking week, I'd walk off too. He's already said it. He said, I'm going to walk away. Take the time I need with my family and decide what I want to do next. He does not have to answer the question then and there. So that question doesn't need to be asked. And then you have Steeler fans arguing about that. People, well, you shouldn't have asked that question, Brooke. And then people are like, he deserves, he, you know, oh, he should give us an answer. You're the same people who felt that freaking Stefan Tuitt owed us an answer or whether he was coming back or not. He didn't, he didn't owe us a thing. And guess what? Mike Tomlin can take his sweet-ass fucking time. And I understand why you guys want the answer. Because you think in fantasy land, Bill Belichick's going to come to the the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, you want Mike Rabel. He's a decent coach, but it'll just be more of the same. Eight years and no playoff wins. And then people are going at like this guy that I'm friends with on Twitter, you know, through Twitter. 
uh, this guy Dane, and and people are getting pissed at him because he's like, he could Tomlin could walk, thanks to the seventeen plus years of no losing seasons and and one Super Bowl with Cowers guys and never could win it with your guys and and, and whatever else, and you know thanks to the you know no eight years of a playoff win with you know with the talent that we've had, but see ya. And I wouldn't blame Tomlin for walking away. But you guys want the answer now because with the whole coaching carousel that's out there, you want to, I understand, you want to bring in somebody that's going to, you know, maybe get us to where we need to be. And then there's people that are knocking what Najee said. But where does Najee get the right to say that? Najee's in the locker room. So Najee knows. So shut up. I mean, fuck, shit. Najee knows. George Pickens knows, but George Pickens don't have a leg to stand on in that fight. Because he's probably one of the issues in the locker room. Deontay ain't got no leg to stand on. He's probably one of the other issues. Cam Hayward ain't the issue. TJ ain't the issue. There needs to be a changing of the guard. There needs to be a culture change. There truly needs to be. And, excuse me. And until that happens, expect more of the same. We didn't have this with Bill Coward. You want to know why? Because Coward didn't take that shit. And not only that, when Cower was the coach, different time and error. And to quote the great Chuck Knoll, he said, if, you, if you're thinking about retiring, you've already retired. So that, in essence, goes to Cam Hayward. If you're already thinking about it, you're already retired. And that goes to Mike Tomlin. If you're thinking about walking away, you've already walked away. And that's fine. You've given us 17 plus years. You've taken all the criticism and stayed when most would have walked. Cam Hayward took beatings on that defensive line most men would cry about. And if Cam wants to retire, so fucking be it. We'll find another Cam Hayward type player. It would suck to see Cam leave, but this is what happens when these guys get older and you get these attachments. You don't want to see them leave. You don't want to see them retire, but you understand why. Either you've outgrown the game or the game's outgrown you. It just is what it is. You know... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was very sentimental when 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 Ben died. Uh, ben died when Ben retired. In essence, when his career died, I should say, because retirement's pretty much like fucking dying. People tell you, but regardless, uh, when ben, you know when it was Ben's last game, I'll admit I sat there in my Ben jersey. I was sad. Fan in the van will shed a tear here and there. I ain't afraid. <laughs> 
ain't afraid to get emotional. But you have to understand. Nothing lasts forever. In football, the next day of your career is never promised. Because you never know what might happen when you step on that field Sunday. So the fact that guys like Cam have been here this long, you have to appreciate that. The fact that Ben was here for 18 years, you appreciate that. And that's just not for the, that's just not for the Steeler team. That's for anybody. Anybody that has helped your team be a, be a winning franchise, even without Super Bowls, like the Giants. You could be annoyed with a lot of mistakes Eli Manning made, but you appreciate that, man. You appreciate him for what he's done on that field every Sunday and two Super Bowls and beating an undefeated Patriot team and Tom Brady. And, the, and it goes down the line. But with that being said, I got to go take care of some of the snow shit outside. So as always, I like to thank everybody who follows, retweets, you know, leaves five-star reviews, the whole nine yards. Obviously, Brent and Dave at 1420 Sports, they are the biggest supporters of not just me, but of everybody else who's going to be on this list. Obviously, check out uh, Garrett and Jalen at Two Dudes at Sports News, as well as myself and Garrett with our latest Steel and Teal. And Garrett's Is This a Bad Take is, is back. So if you did not check out his latest, go check that out. Uh, check out my man E-Man at Average Joe Sports, as well as our latest from last Friday. Uh, with Cigar and Sports. Check out Aaron at Brutally Honest. Uh, I know he just put out another one, I think, Friday. So make sure you check that out. Check out the IAP Sports Podcast, the BSing Sports Podcast. Check out, if you're into sports betting, the You Bet Smart Sports Podcast, as well as Nate's Daily Wagers. If you're into pro wrestling, definitely, definitely, definitely check out John Wrestling Fans Insight. Uh, he's always appreciative to all his supporters as we are to him. So definitely go check him out. If you're going to Vegas, you want to know what to do, what's happening, all that good shit. Go to the search bar on Spotify or Apple. Good pods. Visit Vegas places. Visit Vegas places with Coil. Go check him out. Uh, always puts out good content. Uh, check out the We Like Sports Show podcast. Uh, check out the Darian Hopkins Sports Show podcast as well. Uh, good to see him back on, on Twitter posting again, uh, even if it's just about the games going on. Um, even the non-podcasters, like my buddy Brandon, who I'm sure will agree this matchup with the, Rave, with, with the Ravens-Texans matchup is not going to be a walkthrough for the Ravens. Um and just to everybody else who follows, retweets, and supports, thank you, thank you, thank you. With that being said, stay safe, and as always, peace.